Hello, online friends. Welcome to another episode of Riesling and Raven. This episode, I am finally going to go through my regular, my basic Raven drag face. Makeup tutorial verbally said step-by-step step, all the good stuff. So I don't believe I've actually done this and I don't know why. I mean, I'm on episode 18. I literally haven't talked about my makeup routine yet at all. I mean, I've, I've touched on it with things like in the drag makeup or like drag 101 episode and then in the makeup trends coming and going i believe i touch on some of my makeup routine in there um but i don't go through my routine in my who is ravenous claw episode and honestly i'm wondering why i haven't yet um it's an interesting i don't really let me think when i do my face there's not many other like when i watch tutorials and whatnot there are almost i'm i try to find people who do their makeup routine the same way that i do and i'm so far seeing nothing of like i'm the only one who does my makeup the way that i do it and i'm not sure if hmm, i'm not sure if i'm doing something ass backwards or forwards or saving t steps or something i don't know but I have not seen anybody do their makeup the same way that I do, and I think that's worth, men worth mentioning. I am different and unique in a certain way. I mean, I think like a difference might be minor. The difference may be minor, like with the order in which I do like my eye to brow to base to like everything else, lips and all that. But yeah, so let's start with the very first step of my face and that is cleaning all of the crap that is on it off just before we actually get started i just want to make sure i thank my patreon patrons robin fisher you are fabulous love girl if you guys want to join the exclusive Patreon family, get exclusive access to drawings, music files, posts that I post on there that I don't necessarily post anywhere else, like on my Instagram or my Facebook. So join the club at patreon.com slash Ravenesclaw. Pick one of the four tiers, and the fourth tier itself, which is the highest, has special privileges, as in we mail some merch out to you guys. I am still currently in the process of designing it but you can still join those tiers including the merch tier and reap all of the benefits you deserve want desire everything all those good things so once again look up patreon.com slash ravenesclaw thank you very much let's get back to the podcast So technically my first step starts before I even take a shower, which is shaving. So I shave my entire face down my chest and my armpits, depending on what outfit I'm wearing. If I'm wearing something long sleeve that covers my armpits, I'm not shaving those armpits. I'm lazy. And if I don't have to shave something, if something's not going to be seen, then I'm not, I'm not taking care of it. So I basically I'll shave my face and I'll shave down my chest. 
and then hop in the shower. And when I, the first preliminary shave is with an electric razor. I don't do the full um, handheld razor blades yet. I do that in the shower. So while I'm in the shower, I take shaving cream, normal razor, I shave down to the nub, and then over top of my freshly shaved skin, I take one of those filters from an aquarium. A drag king friend of mine uh, gave me a large sea sponge filter thing for her aquarium, and she uses that for her um, drag um, beard stubble thing. And I was like, oh, that's cool, because I, at one point, was going to do a Morticia and Gomez Adams photo shoot of myself being both Gomez and Morticia, but didn't happen. And I actually found that when I ripped off pieces of that really, it's really rough sponge, like it is almost like a scouring sponge for dishes, but I actually take it and after I'm done shaving, I lather my face with a cleanser, like a foaming cleanser, and then I sort of rub that sponge over my face as an exfoliant to get rid of a lot of the dead skin and everything. And then I rinse that off, and then I go over with an oil control um, face wash thing, and then I do another light sponge um, scrub with that as well to really get into the skin, and then rinse that off. And then I pat dry my face. And then when I get to the makeup table, I the first thing I do is moisturize in my T-zone. I don't moisturize over the eyelids because those are specifically greasy and the first things to um, lose makeup on me. So I don't moisturize the eyelids, but I'll moisturize the T-zone where most of the dry areas are. After that, I go in with a hydrating primer in the T-zone, and then I do a pore-filling primer over the entire face, and that is that is what goes over the eyes. And then over the pore-filling primer, I do a makeup grip primer. Whether the makeup grip was the hydrating one, I use it twice, or if I have an actual hydrating one, pore-filling one, and a makeup grip primer, and then I'll use all three. And then after that, I go in with my foundation. The foundation that I've been using the most is the Maybelline Superstay Full Coverage Liquid Bottle Foundation. I do that all over the face. I used to use a beauty blender a lot, and that gave me a pretty even base, but it sucked up a little bit of the product. And then I started using a brush and using the brush in a stippling motion to even out the complexion. And it does give a lot more bang for your buck when you're not using a sponge and you're using a brush. However, I've noticed that I, I, I I've kind of noticed that I end up using more product than I should because I'm so used to using the sponge and it's soaking up some of it that the base foundation is kind of cakey lately and so I'm gonna probably start going back to a beauty blender and then after foundation I go in with my highlight I have just a little bit left of my Mayron cream stick foundation left um it's almost done, but I bought a um, e.l.f. 24-hour hydrating camo concealer in white. They actually sell a concealer in the shade white. 
So I use that. That dries down ridiculously fast. I used it the other day to do a um a cleavage contour and it dried down so quick. I was like, oh no, I can't have streaks of white on my boobs. And so it, yeah, it, 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 it surprised me. <laughs> it was a surprise because normally when I put it on my face, it is in like a blob. Whereas on the chest, I just did it in little dots, but the dots dried down way too quick. And I was like, no. So yeah, I use the e.l.f. Camo Concealer or the rest of my Mehron Cream Stick in white in my T-zone center of my lower half of my forehead down the center of my nose, bit on the top of my upper lip on the a small dot on the like most protruded part of my chin and then I do a very 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 thin line underneath where the contour is going to go and the contour I do later later on so I do all my cream products which are foundation and then cream highlight I blend those out with a beauty blender or a brush either or and then I powder I used to do cream contouring, but now I've skipped the cream contouring and I only powder contour now after I've baked. And it saves so much more time because I used to use three different shades of contour to get like, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, but to get real definition. And honestly, I get the same definition just using powder contour. So I skipped the cream step and it saves a fair amount of time now I can get my base done in like five ten minutes it's definitely a lot better now and then after I have all those creams down I use my setting powder I am constantly throwing new powders into the same container so it's a mix of a lot of things now it's mostly Ben Nye natural set in colorless um I threw in a container of Marcel setting powder in translucent. Um, and then I, a little while ago, I threw in some more Ben Nye translucent natural set. It's just, it's turned into a concoction. There's like a very pale skin tone to it. So I mostly concentrate that on the highlight parts and then lightly around the rest of the face. And I... So I throw all the powder on my face and I leave more powder on my under eye area, obviously to catch fallout. Because right after the powder, we are now going into the eyes. I go into the eyes now. Notice how I still haven't even touched my brows yet. So I go into the eyes and the first thing I do is I take a very fluffy blender eyeshadow brush that is kind of clean if not it has a pale color nude on it and I go into a bone color a white or a nude close to my skin tone and I basically brush all the powder off of the eye socket and throw that eyeshadow on the whole lid and the socket and up to where the brow is probably going to go in with the, with the nude color and then Depending on what I'm doing, if I really want a lot of bang and pow with my color pigmentation, I'll go in over the eyes with a camo concealer in white first. But if I'm just throwing on something and I'm probably just going to do my staple red eyeshadow with the black like crease 
and black liner. I've been doing that a lot. I find I find I've realized I my staple is a cut crease black in the crease that blends into a burgundy brick red into a brighter red and then blends out into the brow bone. I've noticed that is w almost what I always gravitate to no matter what I'm wearing. I will usually do that automatically just by pure habit. So I'll cover the whole eye, whether it's with concealer or not. I then go in with the bone color or the nude, cover the eye, and then I'll start with the reds. And I'll go into the crease first and I'll shape out the crease with the reds and then I'll use the brightest red first and blend that out and blow it out to high heaven. Then I'll go in with the next darkest red. I'll probably use about three or four different shades of red just because I love the different hues and values you can get with like one color. Like you can get a bright red, a cherry red, a brick red, a blood red. You can get so many. Red is my favorite eyeshadow color to use. So I'll go in with like four different colors of reds, starting in the crease and blending them all out and about. And then with the black, I'll take a very fine, kind of tapered eyeshadow blending brush and go into the crease and then blend that into the red, but not so much that it starts to just overpower the red and then you can't even see the red anymore. And then taking the black still, I'll start to run the black along the waterline of the under eye and and then buff that out with a smaller blending brush with the red eyeshadow and I'll buff the bottom black waterlined eyeshadow yeah I'll I'll buff I'll buff the black out with a red eyeshadow that will then connect up to the red on the outside of the eye, if that makes sense. And then after that, I take my camo concealer for sure at this point, and I cut my lid and it's white. So I'll cut the lid. I'll probably, yeah, I usually cut the whole thing from the inside of the eye to about, not all the way to the, not all the way lining up with the outside of the eye, but like about one third of the way in from the outside of the eye, I'll cut the crease to there because then I'm going to use the red or black to fade into the center lid. And I'll pop in a super shiny or glittery or something reflective on the new lid under the crease that we made. So on where the camo concealer just went, I'm going over that whole thing with either glitter, a metallic, or something sparkly and shiny. And then going from the inner, no, going from the outside corner of the eye, I'm taking black eyeshadow and I'm making a wing. And I am winging my eye up and out and then buffing and blowing it out, blending the reds into that. And then I finally go in with my liquid liner and I'm lining the upper lid with the black liquid liner and then following the black wing that we made on the outside of the eye with the black liquid liner. 
and then I take a matte black eyeshadow, a very, very small uh, Packer br eyeshadow brush, and then I, dr I speed dry the eyeliner by taking some black eyeshadow and patting it over top of the eyeliner just so the eyeliner sets faster so I don't have to worry about opening my eyes and then all of a sudden the eyeliner transferring. I used to actually use that to my benefit. Um, where I would use a liquid liner, put it on my waterline, open my eyes real wide, and then wherever the eyeliner transferred, I would fill that whole space in with black eyeliner. But I've been late lately. I've been doing a thin, thinner black line on my upper lash line, so that you can see more of the glitter instead of me having to just raise the new. Uh, socket or crease instead of raising the socket new crease that we make higher on my face and then my brow getting even higher and then my brow ends up being like covered by the lace of a wig i just do a thinner black line on my actual waterline and then or on my lash line and then i dry it down with a black eyeshadow and that usually keeps it fine and that's usually good to keep it where it is and now we can brush off all of the powder that we've been baking. Brush all of it off. I'll then take a white eyeshadow and start to sort of carve where I want the brows to go. See, this is where I start to get into a weird like part of my routine where other people have been like doing it at a very earlier stage than this like i dust all of my powder off my eyes are basically done besides eyelashes and mascara so all the powder is brushed off and then i take a light white eyeshadow and i sort of go with the shape of the brow that i'm obviously gonna do as well as blending it into the eyeshadow so that way when i go to draw the brows the distance and space that my eyeshadow took up is symmetrical because I did those first. And then when I go in with the white eyeshadow, that is also symmetrical. And having the eyes already done helps me a lot when it comes to trying to get my brows to be symmetrical and even. So after I use the white eyeshadow, highlight the brow bone, the new brow bone, I then take a brown pencil eyeliner and I lightly sketch in the shape of the brow. How thick, how thin, how arched, how pointed, how like everything about it. And then I'll adjust and I'll reform, reshape, and all of that stuff. And I'll go in with whatever color of hair I'm wearing. So if I'm wearing blonde, I'm probably just going to keep the light brown because it almost kind of looks like a blonde on me. Or if I'm wearing black, I'll go in with a black pencil, mostly concentrating it on the outside and the tail and the arch of the brow, leaving the inner portion kind of empty to do some manual hair draw draw hairs drawn in and then if i'm wearing red i'll do a uh 
red, a brick, sort of like a, um, a brownish red eyeshadow and a angled liner brush. And I'll fill the brow in with that. And then I'll manually put in a few black hairs in there. Um, usually all of my like bold red hair is dark shadow rooted so I can get away with uh, some black hair strokes in it. And then right after the brows are on, there's really not much left. Um, oh yeah, contour. Frick. I use a Essie or Essence. I can't remember what it is. It's a Shoppers Drug Mark brand. They had a four pan contour palette and I was like, sure, it's cheap and it works. So after all of the powder and everything is dusted off of my face and I have my brows on, then I use the powder contour and I contour my cheekbones. I'll use a very small curved, it's a weird brush I, I got in a set. It's almost like an eyeshadow packer brush, but it's slightly long, but it also tapers and angles at a, at a weird angle. Like, it, it's it's like an angled liner brush, but it's long, and it's wide, and it's flat like a packer brush, and it's curved like a packer brush, but it's angled like a liner brush. It's weird to describe, but it's big enough that I can use that in the contour palette and go and contour my nose, pinch that thing in. I'll contour my, obviously, my five head, making it into a forehead. And my jawline, right? That's what I also contour. And then I get into contouring a part of my face that people don't normally contour. And I put in um, where my chin is, I'll put in a very small, barely noticeable cleft. And then I'll put two lines, or I'll put a line on either side of my chin. It's just some weird facial sculpting thing that I started doing and I never realized why or how or um, I don't don't ask me why I do it. I just do it. But sorry, but I literally I don't know why. It's just I've noticed I started doing it and I was like, oh, OK, sure. I think I only do it just because it's like it's more facial reconstruction. And I'm like, oh, we're changing things. Let's do it. So I just started contouring the outsides of my chin and putting a cleft in. Don't ask me why. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. But yeah. So I powder contour, all of that stuff. And then, let me think. What else is left? Oh, highlight. Uh, yeah. This is where I put my highlight on. I have my Anastasia Beverly Hills Moonchild Palette Glow Kit thing. Um, typically, I use the pink shade. If I'm doing a red eyeshadow, I'll usually use the pink, pink high, pink heart uh, highlight shade in the Moonchild palette. And then the last two or three steps left, I use my cheap, cheap Essence um, mascara or Maybelline mascara or whatever cheap mascara there is. As long as it covers my lashes and paints them and coats them black, I don't care cover my lashes in black mascara. I throw on whatever pair of lashes that I want to wear with the look. And then I'll probably do another second pass with the eye or with the mascara while I'm wearing the lashes just to melt those two together. 
And then with a fine point liquid liner, I will draw in my beauty mark. I actually naturally, where my mustache grows, I actually have a freckle right where the Monroe one is. It's not very dark, but it's enough for me to see when I'm completely shaved. It's enough for me to see it. But yeah, so I take a fine point liquid liner. I basically put that thing back where it came from. And then I think that's the rest of the face. I mean, setting spray, I'll um, use depending on what I'm doing. If I'm doing a, I, I mentioned this in my other um, Drag Tips 101, focusing on drag queens. I, I've, I mentioned in the Drag 101 tips um, with setting spray and whatnot, if I'm in a pinch or if I'm doing something virtual or on a camera then i'll use a hairspray or my elf setting spray because it's cheap and hairspray is fine hairspray works i'm not going to be sweating and people's drinks aren't going to be spilling on me so i'm fine whereas if i'm doing a video shoot photo a photo shoot a video or in person i'll use my urban decay all-nighter setting spray and I'll probably go over with a bit more highlight in the same places. I'll go over the cheekbones, brow bone, center of my nose, top of my lip. And then basically when all of that's on, I won't do the lips yet until I get to the gig because I at least want the lips to be fresh. If I am going to use something that is going to be long lasting, like um, KVB Everlasting Liquid Lipstick or something and like black, it's the only lip I own from that. It's the only item I actually own from that company. Um... I'll usually fill, and I found this, I need to get you guys this brand. It's a pack of six or seven mini liquid, um, matte liquid lippies. And they're so, like, they're unbelievably long lasting. They have a very weird odor to them, but at the same time, they last an incredibly long time. I have to find, I have to go and get the name of what they are, but they're shockingly long lasting. So if I'm wearing like a cream lipstick or something, or something that I know might disappear after a few drinks, I'll usually put, or after talking, because I like to talk, I'll put the lip on when I get to the gig or in the car right before I get out at the event. Or like, obviously, right before I start the live show or something. Um, but yeah, I'll do the liquid lip to match the eyeshadow or the outfit or the hair. And then I'll do a little bit of highlight in the center of my bottom lip and on the cupid's bow of my upper lip and i'll do that with the same highlight that i used on my face so it would probably be the pink heart and i think that's the full face not including obviously chest contouring or neck contouring actually if you guys also want a visual like so this is the podcast version of this, but on my YouTube channel, Raveness Claw, I actually did upload a video makeup tutorial of me doing my classic Raven face at that time when I uploaded it there. 
It was still slightly different, but now it's still, it's changed even from then. Like I was still doing my gray center and black lined lips in an ombre and just grayscale eyeshadow and black brows. I was a very grayscale queen at the time, but I've learned to embrace color. I've learned to embrace color. I did a drag brunch a little while ago and honestly, I used so much like color. I almost kind of did like, I think I did an orange, green and blue eye look for that one brunch. It was a wild ride for me. I don't know who that person was, <laughs> but I ventured into color and it was an experience. But that is the face. That is the moneymaker. That is the look. That's the London look. Or not, not London look. But yes, so... I don't believe I used any CoverGirl products, actually. I think I just used the Maybelline e.l.f. Um, my eyeshadow palette is Morphe. The eyeliner and mascara and contour palette were all Essence. I used their uh, liquid liner, which is, again, for a cheap brand, it is shockingly long-lasting and doesn't move. I am very impressed with a lot of these drugstore brands coming for the gigs of the upper brands and the higher end store makeup products. Yeah. So yeah, that. Maybelline for foundation, e.l.f. for concealer, Essence for contouring, powder, Ben Nye, Mehron. Let me think, what other brands did I give you guys? Actually, a new product that I really, 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 really... If somebody wants to buy me these, please. The Eureka Tattoo Brows. I really want to try them. <laughs> I saw them and I almost bought them myself, but then I ended up having to purchase a few other things um, business-wise. But I really, really, really want to try the Tattoo Eureka Brows in black. They just look... Honestly, the look of them on the sheet look so good like so many individual hair strokes it looks so real and i just really want to try it because i just saw a makeup tutorial of bob the drag queen being painted by naomi smalls and she used the eureka brows and i was like oh, i i want I, I those are the those are them that's them that's the brows that i wanted so, if somebody can buy me the Eureka Bros, I would really, 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 really appreciate it. And I love you so much. <laughs> okay, but that, that is the face. I'm just rambling now. That is the face. Those are the products. That is the look. And that was today's episode. So, I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all learned something. I hope you guys go and check out the video version of it because honestly, from when I when I uploaded the video on YouTube to now, my face, my face has changed drastically. I think I shaved my brows at that time. I think I still had my shaved brows then, so it's not too different, but I'm just very much a different queen from that time. I think that was like 2017 or 2018, but it's been a wild ride and Lord knows 2020 has changed 
all of us. Some for the better, some not so much. But 2020 has certainly changed everybody in the world. And I'll leave you all with that. Have a good evening, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever you are, whenever it is, whatever time it is, it's five o'clock somewhere. So pour yourself another glass of Riesling, because you deserve it after this year.